Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. These are the MMA Minutes. I am Sean Anderson. Like I me is Danny Gutierrez. What's going on, Sean? How have you been? I've been good. Uh, we'll be talking about UFC 202. We're previewing the weird welterweight fight uh, that is the main event in, in Diaz versus Conor McGregor. We'll be getting into the fights. We'll be starting off with the UFC fight press early prelims. We'll be talking about Neil Magny, uh, Lorenzo Lark, and then we're going to do the FS1 prelims, talking about Cody Garbrandt versus Takei Mizuzaki. Then we'll be talking about all of the fights on the main card. But before Mizugaki. we get, Mizugaki. Uh, before we get into all these fights... Are you excited for Diaz McGregor? Does it have the same buildup as UFC 196 in your mind? The first time Nate Diaz and Conor McGregor fought was actually the first time I actually recorded in this studio. So it's very rem- it's very it's very reminiscent for yeah, me we're to bring it back. back. And yes, we are bringing it back. This is a very exciting fight. It's a very interesting rematch because of the fact that Nate Diaz took that fight on short notice and Conor McGregor was slated to fight the former UFC lightweight champion in Rafael dos Anjos, which would have been amazing. But this fight turned out to be amazing as well Nate Diaz pulling off the the upset the first time they fought the second Mm -hmm. time they fought we're going to see what it's like with a full when both guys have a full training camp. This is going to be very interesting because Nate Diaz was able to use his range and his boxing and his jiu-jitsu just like I said he would the first time they fought and that was on 10 days notice when he was drinking tequila on a boat and Conor McGregor was training for a title fight. Yeah and, and it was weird because he Kind of gas Connor too, and it was in in the second round he gas Connor. It was he started using that range, he started using the one two combos, and he threw McGregor completely off. He rocked McGregor and it was over by then. But the first round was completely Connor, and it was a very weird first fight. Round was how Connor it, how, yes. it, how it flipped? Uh, so it's definitely, but it, but I don't feel it's the same build up because I remember ten days before the fight, you bring these two together, they're standing on the stage and they're going back and forth. And oh, there was a build up for those ten days. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you, they were talking so much trash to each other. And we're eight days out now. And there's not that much buildup. There's not there's not that same era where it's like oh or that aura where it's like all right Connor's fighting Nate Diaz. This is weird, and I'm excited. And, and but and maybe it's because we already saw it, and Connor can't talk him much trash because Nate already beat him. But we'll, we'll definitely have to see uh, what happens. Let's jump into the fights. Uh, UFC Fight Pass early prelims. We got Neil Magny t- taking on Lorenzo Larkin. Weirdly, that this is on the uh, Fight Pass early prelims because this is this these are two guys in the these are welter- two top ten welterweights. Yes, yeah, these are two guys in the welterweight division that should be probably in the main card. But you know they want people to buy fight pass, so uh, I'm not complaining. Uh, Neil Magny versus Lorenzo Larkin. Buy fight pass, folks. This is going to be a great welterweight clash. What are your thoughts on this fight? Oh man, Neil Magny's has become something of the the black horse in the welterweight division. He's so underrated. I don't think he gets enough credit. He's very active. He's got really good range with his boxing. He's got very good kicks. He's good all around. He's a very well-rounded welterweight fighter, and that's what you're going to need in a, in a division that's just as stacked as the welterweight division because Lorenz Larkin, Lorenz Larkin has fought in three weight classes. He's fought in light heavyweight and strike force. He's fought in middleweight in the UFC and came up short. He's finally found a home at welterweight, and you see these dynamic kicks that Lorenz Larkin is able to pull off is just outstanding. It's amazing. He looks nice and cut when he's at welterweight, and he's very powerful, too. This is going to be a very interesting fight. I believe that this that this fight will be technique for me, for Neil Magny versus explosiveness for Lorenz Larkin. And you talk about explosiveness, 59% of Lorenz Larkin's wins have become or have come by KOs, a guy that beat Robbie Lawler before. But the thing that about Neil Magny that's really interesting to me, and I think that this is what might win him the, the, the fight, is that reach that you talked about. An 80-inch reach at welterweight is ridiculous. It's absurd, and if he can you know distance himself and, and keep Larkin's power, 
power away from him. I think that's going to be the true key of this fight. As the rounds go on, I believe that Neil Magny will get stronger because you saw that in every fight that he's been in. You saw that in his last fight when he completely decimated Hector Lombard. Hector Lombard's a powerhouse of a man, and he put on a barrage of punches on Neil Magny, and Neil Magny was able to come back in the second and third rounds and not only beat him decisively, but finish him seconds into the first round. That's amazing. That's heart. You can't teach heart. Neil Magny has heart and aces and spades, but Lorenz Larkin is such a dynamic striker. This is a very tough fight to call. This is going to be a very fun fight to watch. Neil Magny is 10-1 and in his last 11 fights, only loss coming to Damian Maya, who's a top welterweight, who is close to a championship. As, uh, close, as, as close as a title shot as Stephen Wonderboy Thompson is, absolutely. Basically, just he has to beat Condit, which is not an easy task, but if he beats Carlos Condit, he most likely will be the number one contender. Neil Magny's only loss in the last 11 fights coming to a guy like Damian Maya. I think that will be the, the main key, like, like I said kind of earlier, what, is that reach of Neil Magny. I think he'll be able to keep Larkin's distance at bay with that reach I think he'll be able to at least wear him down and possibly get the finish I don't think that's going to happen though I think I think in a three-round fight he's going to get the decision win over Lorenz Larkin being able to keep him at bay being able to keep him away and I think he'll also be able to to, to take it to the ground if he needs to and kind of keep Larkin's uh, power away I agree Neil Magny I believe is going to use his range and his boxing to keep Lorenz Larkin at bay because you bring up Lorenz Larkin being or we both bring up Lorenz Larkin being a powerhouse Lorenz Larkin is it, it, Lorenz Larkin is mostly effective when he's putting the pressure on you. And when he's putting the pressure on you up against the cage, it gives him more opportunities to set up his kicks and his punches and that overall that that it, it opens up his striking arsenal. Neil Magny's very crisp when he's moving in lateral angles and moving around the octagon and throwing shots from weird angles and just being constant 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 motion just like Dominic Cruz the bantamweight champion is going to be a very interesting fight to watch. Um I believe that Neil Magny can get it done by decision as long as he keeps on the outside and stays away from the power kick of Lorenz Larkin. So we're both picking Neil Magny in the UFC fight pass early prelims. It should be a great fight, though, no matter what. And let's go over to the FS1 prelims. That is headlined by Cody Garbrandt taking on Takeya Mizuzaki in a Mizugaki. Ban- Mizugaki bantamweight fight here. Who do you got, uh, Garbrandt from uh, from Uriah Faber's gym, or you got Mizugaki? Takeya Mizugaki is a very durable shoot-fighting style Japanese fighter. He's very tough. He's got a really good chin. He's got very good boxing. Except when he's fighting down to Cruz. Except when he's fighting Dominic Cruz. <laughs> Dominic Cruz is, of course, the bantamweight champion, and he, he was coming off ACL surgery from one knee, and then after that fight, he had ACL surgery on the other knee. Yeah. So all in all, after surgery, I believe that he looked amazing against Takei Mizugaki because, as Dana White said, nobody does that to Takei Mizugaki. And why does nobody do that to Takei Mizugaki? Because he's so tough and he's so durable. But Cody Garbrandt could shut the lights out with one punch, and you saw that with his last fight against uh, Thomas Almeida in the main event. I think that Cody Garbrandt can get it done with his power shots and his power, uh, is yeah, his power hands. Are you going to pick Cody Garbrandt? I pick Cody Garbrandt. We to win. are disagreeing. Something something about Garbrandt here is that he's not that good of a wrestler. He 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 does not defend takedowns well. And Takei Mizuzaki is a very good very good at taking people down. I, I think he'll be able to take down Cody Garbrandt, wear him down, gas him out, and then I think this is going to go to. I think I think he's going to try to take him down early. If he doesn't take him down early, then Cody Garbrandt's going to knock him is, out. Takei Mizuzaki's strength is very underrated. He's very good in the clinch with his knees and his elbows, and he does get the he he can't. He's very well rounded as well. 
he can get this fight to the ground if he so chooses. I think Mizuzaki is going to get it to the ground. I think he's going to wear Garbrandt out, and I think it's going to go to a decision as well. I, th- I think I'm not trying to you know write off Garbrandt because I mean the guy's got power just coming from out of nowhere. So I I, I, w- I will take Mizugaki, uh wearing down Cody Garbrandt, and and I would be shocked if, if Garbrandt knocked him out. But I'll go k- take Heya Mizuzaki, uh with the, with a decision. I think he'll, I think he'll wrestle him down to the ground. Let's go over to the main card here. The first fight on the main card: Tim Means taking on Sean Strickland. Means coming back from suspension. Means will be taking on Saba Homasi, who is filling in for Sean Strickland, who pulled out. Who are you? Uh, who are you uh, favoring in this fight, Tim Means or Saba Homasi? I'm really favoring Tim Means in this fight. He's way too big for Homasi. If Homasi uses his uh, speed and his ground game, his wrestling, I believe that uh, Saba Homasi has a chance of winning against Tim Means. Tim Means is a big guy fighting at welterweight. Um, if he gets into the clinch and utilizes his elbows, I think he's going to take out Saba Hamasi and just overwhelm him with his Muay Thai. See, the thing that I, I, I completely get, I keep getting shocked by in, in MMA is, you know, guys coming off this, this you know, they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to throw this guy 10, 10 days in before before the fight even happens, and, and they come in and, and surprise. I, I, I want to say Mains is going to win by a landslide. I think he'll, he'll probably knock out Hamasi, but then again, the way that MMA is going and the way that UFC has been going, it's you just, never know what's going to happen. You never know what's going to happen. happen in the sport. I'm going to pick Means. I'm going to pick him big just because I think that he will be able to knock out Hamasi. But then again, it's like... Or submit him. Or submit him. But you know, Means usually usually stands up and, and knocks guys out. So I, I, it's, I would go with Means just because of the fact that Hamasi is coming to the UFC. I think this is his first time in the UFC. He's been in Bellator and, and Titan. But I think you know him coming over on short notice... He might pull a Joe Soto and very and shock some people, and, and, and I know he did lose to TJ, but uh, you know maybe he he puts up a good fight. But I think that means will just be you know he's a UFC vet trying to prove himself after the suspension. I think he'll be able to get the win. Are, are you in agreement on that? Yes, I, I agree. I think Tim Means is just going to be way too much for someone like Sabah Hamasi to come up and fight on ten days' notice. I think Means has the experience. He's motivated, and like you said, he's coming off of a long layoff from that suspension. So hopefully he's been training. Hopefully he's been learning and. We'll see what Tim Means can do on his return against uh, someone like Saba Hamasi, who's fresh. Hamasi is fresh, but he is coming off of a, this is a short notice fight, but then Tim Means might have ring rust. So we'll, we'll definitely have to see. This might be a, a complete, uh, this might just be a, you know, a, a, a throwdown where Tim Means and, and Hamasi just get into a back and forth battle, or it might just be two tentative guys because one guy's coming on short notice and one guy is uh, has some ring rust on him. But let's move over to Hung Gyung Lim taking on Mike Platinum Perry, who do you like in this fight and why? I really like uh, Ace Hyungyu Lim. Hyungyu Lim has very underrated jiu-jitsu and very underrated wrestling, and he's got very powerful hands, extremely powerful hands. Almost, he, he's he's uh, very underrated in the welterweight division. I believe he he hasn't been as active. I, I believe that injuries have been keeping him away from activity, but I believe that Hyungyu Lim can get past the power of Mike Perry as long as he uses combinations against Mike Perry. He can get it done. Because Mike Perry, he is very powerful. He's very good at defending that takedown. However, he throws singular punches. He throws one jab, one kick, one cross, one body shot, one takedown. He doesn't. He doesn't necessarily mix anything up well. But he's very powerful. He's a physical specimen. I think Hyung Lim will get it done with his experience as well. Just as we said with Tim Means, I think he's going to use. I think. I think. I think he could beat Mike Perry all over. I think he could beat him up close. I think he could beat him at range. I think he could beat him in the wrestling. I think Hyung Lim is just going to overwhelm Mike Perry. I'm going to agree with you on this one. Mike Perry looks like he might be able to get a flash knockout, but I think that's the only thing he can do. I think technique will beat 
power in this one. I think I think skill and technique will beat Mike Perry. Oh, I, I if think, Mike Perry connects, I believe that Hyung Yu Lim will go down. But yeah. Hyung Yu Lim's got to be aware of that power. I think I think Hyung Yu Lim will be able to be able to use uh, boxing technique over Mike Perry's uh, power. And I, Singular. I think, yeah, I, th- I think I think Lim will t- will take this this one here. Let's move on to another welterweight fight. This is the fourth one we've already talked about out of the five fights. This is that a we're, welterweight stack card. Welterweight stack card, indeed. We got a guy who's not usually at welterweight. We got a guy in Donald Cerrone who's usually down at lightweight, moving up again to welterweight uh donald cerrone taking on rick the horror story what are your thoughts on this fight and who do you think will win this is an explosive fight this is going to be a very fun fight to watch this will be strength versus technique once again donald cowboy cerrone of course is a muay thai tornado he loves throwing kicks he's knocked out most of his opponents by head kick knockout and because of his striking because he's so good striking he is very versatile on the ground as well if you take donald cowboy cerrone down and catch one of his kicks and or manage to take him down and get into his guard you are not safe there donald cowboy cerrone is very good at sweeps he's very good at arm bars and triangles he's very sneaky off of his back because of his long legs and the dexterity in his legs because he kicks so well rick the horror story has that power wrestling and he's very powerful with it as well he's very powerful he's just powerful overall rick the horror story is a horror story when you're fighting him he's huge he looks like a brick wall when you're fighting him his wrestling is second to none he's one of the best wrestlers arguably in the welterweight division he's arguably one of the most powerful heavy-handed fighters in the welterweight division there are a lot of black horses here in this welterweight division this is going to be another interesting fight because of the fact that Donald Cowboy Cerrone has looked outstanding at welterweight. So we're going to see what he can do against a, a theoretically a more powerful opponent in Rick the Horse story. If he outmuscles Rick story if it, I'm I'm sorry if Donald Cowboy Cerrone outmuscles Rick the Horse story, I will be very surprised, but I would not be surprised if he got the win by knockout or submission. So I'm going to pick the finisher in Donald Cowboy Cerrone in this fight. We're in agreement again. I will take Donald Cerrone. I, there's something about Cerrone that I just love fighting. He's an entertaining fighter. He, he he's one of the best. I mean, doing it at welterweight, doing it at lightweight. I, I just think that you know, a guy like Donald Cerrone is, is so motivated. I think that's going to be the the key here. I mean, he, you know, he he wasn't able to capture the belt at lightweight because he 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 lost to to Rafael dos Anjos, and it just seems like. Cowboy just wants to fight, and I, f- I feel like this is going to be a fantastic fight, whether whether it does end in a knockout, whether it does end in a finish, or it goes to a decision. I know his story uh, historically likes to go to a decision wins here, but I think no matter what, I think Cerrone's going to take this one. I-, I just love what Cerrone brings to the table. He can do it all. He, he could stand and trade. He he can bring it to the ground. He he can wear you down. I think I think Cerrone's uh, arsenal, uh, what he brings to the table. He's more versatile in his yeah. attack. He think, is much more versatile in his attack, and he is a combination striker. Whereas Rick the Horror Story is more of a one punch knockout kind of guy, similar to Jake Ellenberger. Mm-hmm. Um, similar styles as well. However, Rick the Horror Story doesn't throw too many kicks, but when he do- when he does throw kicks, he throws a very powerful right leg kick, and we're gonna, we're going to see if he can utilize that against uh, Donald Cowboy Cerrone. And if he can't close that range, I'd like to see him in the clinch against the Muay Thai practitioner and Donald Cerrone. I'd like to see who is more powerful in the clinch. If it's wrestling versus Muay Thai, it's going to be a very interesting clinch game too as well. I will take down Cerrone. I think I think he'll wear him down. I think I'll actually get the decision here. I don't think we'll see a finish in this one. I will take down all the Cowboy Cerrone. I think you're in agreement as well. I agree. Yeah, and let's move on to the co-main event. 
Anthony Rumble Johnson taking on Glover Teixeira. This in a is such an explosive fight. I love this fight. In a light heavyweight fight. And we, we talked last week about Caceres and uh, Rodriguez being, uh, you know, it's going to go five rounds, so there's no matter no matter what, it's going to be a finish here. I don't think this uh, fight's going three rounds at all. I don't think this fight's going out of the but, first but round. But we said that about R- Rodriguez and Caceres, and that one went to a five-round decision. That was now, a fun fight. That was a oh, great was. fight. That was fight of the night. It was. That was an awesome fight. It was an awesome fight, and there were so many creative strikes there. But, we, you know, you think that one of them would catch flush and, and knock one of these guys out. Maybe we do see a, a decision between Johnson versus Teixeira. Who, what are your thoughts on Rumble versus Glover? Who do you think wins and why? These guys are basically mirror images of each other. They're both heavy-handed strikers. They both have very good kicks. They both have very underrated wrestling. They have freight trains for hands. Oh, yes, they do. They they're, they are freight trains. Yeah. These two freight trains are going to go at it to see who is the best of the best and who could actually compete for that strap again. At uh, the UFC's light heavyweight Yeah, this division. is a number one contender fight. This for is sure. a number one contender fight. This is absolutely a number one contender fight. Glover Teixeira, of course, has fought for that title. Anthony Rumble Johnson so has Anthony. fought yeah. for that vacant title. Yeah. They both have just barely tasted that title. Of course, Glover Teixeira has gone five rounds with John Jones. Anthony Rumble Johnson was finished by Daniel Cormier. This is going to be an. This is going to be a you. I just can't put into words how explosive this fight is going to be. This the, the the octagon is just going to explode, and there's going to be nothing left when these two guys get into the octagon. Who you got? Uh, it's very difficult to call. See, Glover Teixeira has got a very good uh, single leg that he likes to utilize to get on top and utilize that ground and pound. He's also got a jab, straight right left hook combination that he likes to utilize in entrances when he engages in the clinch. However, Anthony Rubble Johnson. His patterns aren't as noticeable as Glover Teixeira's. Glover Teixeira is a powerful striker as well as Anthony Rumble Johnson, but I believe Anthony Rumble Johnson's going to get it done with his more versatile attack against Glover Teixeira. See, I want to I, I want to pick Rumble, and I think Rumble will be able to knock him out. But but the thing is, is that I think Teixeira might go kind of uh, kind of uh, off the wall here. He's got he's got a couple subs in the UFC. He's, yes, got, he he's does. got a couple and submissions. And that was due to his hands. Because he's very powerful with his hands. He's dropped some guys and choked them out. He's got a very powerful arm triangle. I think that he will be able to do it. Anthony Johnson's last three losses against Koscheck, Vitor Belfort, and DC were all by submission. By chokes. I think that Glover's going to actually choke out Rumble Johnson here. I will take Glover here. I, I, I it, it's, it's tough to pick a winner in this one. I, I just I, I just kind of want to go against you just because it's fun, uh, <laughs> but I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick Glover. I think he's, he'll be able to catch Rumble and then he'll be able to not, uh, submit him on the ground. But if if you know Rumble knocks him out, then I won't be surprised at all. Well, Glover Teixeira defensively in the striking, he's actually very good. Glover Teixeira likes to utilize that single leg takedown. Like I said, he's got very underrated wrestling, very underrated Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Uh, he was able to out muscle Quentin Rampage Jackson, who's one of the strongest light heavyweights in the world today mm-hmm. not to say that Glover can't win he will be, if if he is going to win he would have to wear out Anthony Rumble Johnson throughout three rounds but if Phil Davis was not able to take down Anthony Rumble Johnson I don't th- I don't foresee Glover Teixeira being able to take down a better younger stronger wrestler and that's why I'm picking Anthony Rumble Johnson totally fair I, I think that one's kind of a coin flip because I think I don't think it's even going to go to the ground I think one of them's just going to knock him out and, and again they're it's both be done there. extremely similar oh, they're they both mirror images of each other both fantastic very fighters. powerful extremely explosive and very underrated ground games 
I don't believe that this fight is going to the ground. If it goes to the ground, one person's going to the ground unconscious. Yeah. That's about it. I, I agree there. Let's move on to the main event. Every the, the fight that everyone's waiting for, but no one really wanted. No one really, I mean, I mean, it, it's the weirdest rematch. And now it's the fight to watch, yes. which is so interesting. The, the weirdest rematch, I think, in UFC history outside of the the, the Bisping-Henderson one for the belt that's coming up. But, uh, but That but, has history behind it, but then again, so does this, so let's just move on. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, the, I think the, the, this one's just weird. Uh, Nate Diaz taking on Conor McGregor in a welterweight fight. The featherweight champion in Conor McGregor uh, taking on the usual lightweight in Nick Diaz in a welterweight fight. Number four lightweight in Nick Diaz. Nate Diaz, I'm sorry. In a welterweight bout. What are your thoughts on Diaz versus McGregor? Do you think it's going to be explosive as the second one, or as the first one, and uh, what do you kind of predict here? This is a very hard fight to predict because of the fact that Conor McGregor in the first fight presented some problems in the first round, but then Nate Diaz rallied back, came back, presented some problems for Conor McGregor because of his boxing range, took him down, exposed him on the ground, and then choked him out in the second round. So, and that was on 10 days, and Nate Diaz was fighting that fight on 10 days notice. Conor McGregor was coming off of a full training camp, but he was fighting to fight someone smaller, Mm -hmm. someone stockier, someone more explosive. Uh, I believe Conor McGregor in the first fight blew himself out in that first round trying to knock out Nate with that one shot. But of course, Nate Diaz has that classic Julio Cesar Chavez style where he loves to take punches and egg on his opponent Mm -hmm. and just retaliate with punches of his own once he gets hit. Nate Diaz is just that type of freak. And him having a full training camp, it's going to be very interesting to see how this fight goes. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And the, the thing that I, I love watching the Diaz's fight just because they're boxing. But the thing about Connor is that at every single time he's debuted at a at a certain weight class, he's lost. His first ever loss, he lost at his, his featherweight debut uh, from a submission by a knee bar. His second ever loss to Joseph Duffy was a, it was his lightweight debut. He lost that one at a, at a from an ar, uh, arm triangle choke uh, uh, to Joseph Duffy at yeah, lightweight. And then at that was his very, welterweight, that was de- very that was a very different Conor McGregor though. Yeah, but and then his welterweight debut, he lost by submission to a rear naked choke. At his welterweight debut, so his three losses have all been his debut at a welterweight. Uh, I mean, at a weight cl- different weight class, all by submission. Do I think it's going to happen? I mean, I, I think I think that just the, the way history's gone, I think Connor's going to get it done. I think Connor's just going to be he's going to realize what uh, what you know how Nate utilizes his his, his reach, how Nate does use utilizes jujitsu, and there's something about Connor wherever he is in a situation where people say, oh, he can't get it done. He always gets it done. I just for some reason there's something about McGregor that he's very mentally strong. Conor it, McGregor is one of the most mentally strong athletes in the UFC, next to Ronda Rousey, arguably. He, he is, and it's, it's just so tough to pick against him. So I will pick Conor in this one. I think he'll actually knock him out. I think I think he'll do it in the third round. But then again, if Nate if Nate wins, it's going to be from the ground strictly. I think. The first time we called the first fight was the first podcast I mentioned that mm-hmm. we'd ever done. And I and I had said, do not count out Nate Diaz because Nate out. because Nate Diaz can get it done. Well, now the world hasn't counted out Nate Diaz. Now they realize that Nate Diaz is a legitimate contender in the UFC, going up against a champion like Conor McGregor. Now Conor McGregor's on uh, is painted the target on his back. Now Conor McGregor's human. Conor McGregor, Conor McGregor, Nate Diaz proved that Conor McGregor can be defeated and overcome. Um, the first time I called this fight, I said that if if Nate 
if Nate has an advantage, it's at his boxing range. If Nate, ha- if 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 another advantage were to present itself, it would be on the ground. It's it's no different from the first fight. It's Conor McGregor's speed versus the range of Nate Diaz. Nate Diaz has a very sneaky one-two with that left straight. Um, he's also got a very sneaky right hook. He's very good at moving out of the way in the pocket, and he's also he's not afraid to take somebody down if he needs to. Conor McGregor, I believe, is going to need to utilize his kicks and stay at a distance and try to figure out the puzzle of Nate Diaz and avoid the ground. Utilize your kicks, utilize your distance, utilize your speed. You are the smaller fighter fighting a bigger, stronger man. Utilize your speed and your kicks. He is, and Connor is very good though at parrying shots. Yes, so, he is. So, so I, if he if he's able to see what Diaz did in the first fight and kind of take that to the next fight, I think that's going to be the reason why Connor wins this one. I will take Connor in a second and, round. And knockout. this is and this is Nate in a full training camp. This is Nate at a full training camp. Are you picking him? This is going to be a very interesting fight to watch. Like just like the first fight. I'm going to pick Connor because of the fact I'm going to pick. I thought Connor. you were going Diaz the way you're, I was, you're prefacing it. D- well, no one should count Nate Diaz out. Oh, still. I'm not. I'm definitely not. The, I'm, the reason why I'm not counting him out is just because of Connor's history. He's winnable. He, he can win this fight. This is a very winnable fight oh, for can. both fighters. Yes, for both fighters. But I believe that Connor McGregor has learned from his past mistakes. I believe that he will get it done. I don't believe he'll win by knockout because it's very hard to knock out Nate Diaz. Nate Diaz's only two finishes came by Hermes Franca way back in the WEC when uh, Nate Diaz was an infant mm-hmm. in mixed martial arts. And Josh Thompson. And Josh Thompson, who's one of the most underrated lightweights not fighting in the UFC. Josh Thompson is just one of the best lightweights of the past decade in the lightweight division, and he proved that in strike force. He proved that. When in his early UFC stint, and he's proven that now in Bellator, and he's he's been the only man to knock out Nate Diaz with a head kick. So hopefully Conor McGregor notices that. Hopefully Conor McGregor sees that. Hopefully Conor McGregor utilizes his kicks like he should have in the first fight to get it done against Nate Diaz. I don't believe that he can knock out Nate Diaz, but I do believe that he can win a decision. I I, th- I think I'm just gonna go with the knockout just because of his power and just because of his speed. He's and, got a very and, powerful and, right hand. And I mean, we, we t- left left hand. Excuse me, yeah. he is a southpaw. And we talked about so much. You know, Connor Connor basically going up against the impossible, the impossible knocking out Nate Diaz. He knocked out Jose Aldo in yes, 13 he did. seconds. In 13 seconds of so, the first round. But that fight was at featherweight. It was not at welterweight. It was. It was. I, I I'm just gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take Connor. I. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be Mystic Mac here. I'm gonna say Connor <laughs> second round right hook knocks out Nate Diaz. I I don't know. I, maybe I'm nuts, but I I just got the feeling. And it, and if Nate wins, I'm gonna be super excited because I want Nate to win. But I just feel like Connor will win. But anyways, it's gonna wrap up this episode of the MMA Minutes. I want to thank Danny for joining me, and I want to thank you guys for listening. If you are listening, do not forget to check out any of the other uh, episodes we've put out here on SoundCloud. The MMA Minutes. We recently just talked about GSP possibly. Coming Coming back on Friday, so do not forget to check that out. But for Danny, I am Sean Anderson, and we will see you next time. Thank you so much, Sean.